How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City. All right, let's enter the second hour of the Outdoor Show on this Friday morning and uh, go up to Lake Houston, check in with old John Littleton. Oh, we don't have him yet. All right, well, we don't have John yet. All right. Now let's see what the weather's doing, shall we? See if it's changed, forecast and all. But, uh... Well, now I'm getting a little bit higher wind reports than the last hour. Uh, Galveston Channel is showing south at 9 to 14, and uh, Eagle Point was about 8 miles an hour in, at the 4 o'clock hour, but now it's uh, south at 20 to 22 is what the monitor's showing there. Man, they're showing 70-degree air temperature, 70.9. I don't know about that. Morgan's Point looks about right. It's southeast, 11 to 16. So, yeah, I think something's something's wigging out on that monitor at Eagle Point. All right, now let's go up to Lake Houston and check in with our good friend, John Littleton. Hey, John, what's up, buddy? Hey, good morning, Captain. How are you today, sir? Couldn't be better. Thanks for asking. What's up with you? Oh, man, just going to go try to catch me a fish today. Yeah, good. You know? Or at least find, well, I'm trying not to catch fish today. I'm trying to look for some. You know, we got tournament tomorrow, but. Right, don't you know, hair lip too many of them. You want them to bite tomorrow. No. That's right. Well, no, just throw no, you a bait without going, hooks on it. Well, I got a couple throw-down baits, I call them. You know, I got, <laughs> uh, you know, this time of year, I'll throw a jig a little bit, and I'll throw a. You know, Texas rig and a crankbait, and I, I take my crankbait, and I just, you know, I leave the hooks on, but I, I bend all the, you know, hooks closed, the treble hooks. I so, got you. Uh, you know, you just I take needle nose and just actually, bend them in, round them off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you. just take needle nose and twist them around. And I do, you know, my jig, I just I, I just uh, cut, the, uh, cut the barb off, you know. So uh, that way you don't hook them up. And, but, you know, you get to feel them and, you know, hey, there's, you know, one or two there, you know. So even on the Texas rig, you know, I'll I'll just, when you 
pull it and twist it and turn it and go through the plastic. I'll just uh, take needle nose and close it all the way so you don't, you know, hook them up. And, uh, you know, it's just a, use that for searching, I guess, you know, and mm-hmm. try to find you something. And But, you know, with this gum rain, you know how it is. We talk about it every every time, but tournament day, you, you know, we got, what, 70 80 percent chance of rain tomorrow <laughs> so you know whatever well, i find today probably not going to do a lot of good tomorrow but uh, it might you know it might just got to get that out of my head you know that's that's the game with fishing a lot of it's mental you know you you just got to go out there and, and uh, you know, try to catch them. But we're going to do it. Well, along the coast, gonna, uh, the Galveston forecast is uh, 50% tonight and 40% tomorrow. Most of the rain during the afternoon hours tomorrow, the showers. So it, hopefully it'll be that way yeah, where I, you're at, too. Yeah, Some probably possible. so. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, the the bass have been trying to move up. Uh, you know, we're catching a, quite a few little males, you know, and, uh, you know, you can, you know, some of them are keepers, you know. They're, you know, some two-pounders in there, two-and-a-half, you know, 15, 16-inch fish. Uh, but, uh, you know, it. I haven't, haven't seen or... Or you know, caught any of those, you know, four, five, six pounders yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, with the weather we've been having, and you know, the flood and the freeze, and it, I don't know, it's it's got them, got them confused. But the water temp is getting close. I mean, we're at that fifty-eight, fifty-nine, sixty-degree uh, water temp up about midday. One two o'clock, you know. Yeah, it'd be warmer if you hadn't got week. all these cold rain, you know, and all those floodwaters. Man, that stuff's cold. Right, right. It is. It 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 sure is. And you know, with Lake Houston being shallow like it is, you know, you're, uh, you, you know, you get that water color that you know you you get a little wind and get mm-hmm. some rain and you know a little you know moving that water around it. It'll sure the heck muddy it up before you know it. It don't take, you know, a whole lot like it does on some of these lakes. And we don't have near, you know, we don't have grass like, you know, they do in Conroe or Rayburn or Toledo. And, you know, that, uh, you know, you got a lot of grass to filter that, you know, that. Right. That sand and dirt out there. but uh, Silt. Yeah, 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 but... Uh, well, y'all got water now. It comes down to San Jacinto and from the Trinity River now with that cut through. Right, right. I, you know, I'm going to run over and fish the, the end of that spillway this morning, but, you know, I haven't been seeing any, you know, there hasn't been a lot of water coming in there. They, they, uh, they actually started... The, yeah, 
and I didn't check water level on Lake Houston this morning, but they're, uh, I know yesterday I was out a little bit, and they, it looked like the water is about normal. I didn't actually check it, but it looked like, you know, from the years I've been fishing out there, it looks normal. But right. uh, we had our bass club meeting last night, and one of the guys was saying that he lives there on the on the lake, and he said it's down about two. They dropped it about two, two and a half inches yesterday, probably in anticipation of whatever rain's going to come in, you know, this right. weekend. So, uh, but I know we're going to go anyhow, so it don't matter, you know. That's true. You got to go anyway, so, yep. you know. Yep. Yep. Somebody will stumble on them. Hopefully, it's. Somebody will always catch them. Yeah. I don't think I've yep. ever been in a tournament where nobody caught anything. Somebody's going to step in them. They're going to find them. Yep. Years years and years ago, we fished a, a, a tournament on, on uh, Gibbons Creek. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of people that showed up, and uh, you know, Gibbons Creek wasn't a you know when you back when you could fish it, it wasn't a lake. You know, you measured your fish, you know, and it was a slot right. lake. And uh, we had one guy that actually had a keeper fish, and uh, nobody else caught a fish. Nobody really? else measured a fish. Yeah. That's crazy. Never uh, heard of yeah. that. That's that's pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was a tough tournament. Yeah, we were jokingly uh, said that I came in second because I had a fish on and it came off. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> boy, that place you know, went from. You know what? One, why did that go downhill so bad? Because that's all you ever heard about was Gibbons Creek when it first opened, and before it opened, oh, you know, it, everybody was, man, they were nuking them. Yeah, it's it's not downhill, you know. I mean, but they they sold it. You know, it's private property now. So oh, it is. you okay, know, I you, didn't, didn't yeah, know that. yeah, yeah. You, it's not open to the public. It hadn't been for the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, you know, rumor is they're going to sell tracks, you know, around the lake, and you can build your house and, you know, that type of stuff. But uh, you know that major league fishing's been there a few times. They uh, filmed a few, you know, a few shows up there, and uh, you know they, man, they whack them, they catch them. But uh, but no, that's that's been one of them little sleeper lakes, you know. So, uh, you know, I I know that uh, a, a couple guys have been going out. You know, another little old place is Sheldon Reservoir, you know, right here by us. And uh, you know, they're they're starting to catch a few good fish out there right now. Right. You know, that's a that's a good good little lake. Got to remember, it's idle only. You know, you can't. You can put mm-hmm. your big motor, your big boat in, your big motor, all that, but it's idle only. It's not. You know, I wouldn't want to get up and run out there anyhow. There is stumps. Or at Sheldon. And, <laughs> yeah, at Sheldon. Stumps and alligators. 
you know. Yeah, and I know, so, I know, guys know. have caught some of their biggest bass wade fishing that lake, wading with right. the snakes and the gators. Jeez. And there's no way I'd get out of a boat in that lake unless I fell out. Because, you know, I'm not. what, I've (laughs) seen some alligators in there. It looks like a Tarzan movie. (laughs) Yeah, some of them alligators out there eat you for snack, you know. Yeah. You're not even a full course meal. You're just Swallow you whole. Yeah, yeah, we need to get the swamp people over here and catch them things, (laughs) get them out of there, you know. Oh, Troy and them guys that have a field day out there. You know, mm. but, uh, but no, that's a good little lake too, you know, but, uh, we're, you know, we're still going to go try to catch some bass. It's the time of year, man. It's getting close, you know, Conroe and, you know, a lot of these area lakes around here, I'm sure they're already moving up at Fayette and, you know, the, those bass will start moving up and getting ready to do their thing. It's kind of like, you know, the, deer hunting when the bucks get in the rut you know you got to get out there and kill them big ones you know when that time's happening and right now you got to get out there and catch those you know trophy bass you know it's getting that time of year and i've i've always been under the impression and always done it myself to where the first part of the spawn, to me, the bigger fish move in, uh, the bigger bass. And, right. you know, a lot of times this month, you know, people will catch a lot of their, you know, their personal best, I guess. Right. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, we'll, it's all good. Well, I wish you the best yeah. of luck tomorrow and uh, hope the weather cooperates for you. Y'all get in off the lake before oh, yeah. it starts raining, so that'd be nice. But if somebody wants yeah. to call you, John, give them your number out, buddy. Sure, man. They can call me on my cell, 281-222-8544. Just give me a call. If I don't answer, leave me a message. I'll call you back. I know you will. All right, John. Thank yes, you, buddy. Sir. You have a good weekend. Catch them up, man. All right. You too. Thank you. See you. All right. Okay, that's John Littleton up on Lake Houston. And I need to take a moment to talk about the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show. So, folks, if you're going fishing, you might not want to. Wait till you know, the 49th Annual Fishing Show comes about. That's next week, Wednesday through Sunday, February 14th through the 18th. And it's going to be held at the George R. Brown Convention Center. And we're talking everything for the fishermen. All the new rods, reels, and lures, factory reps there to answer all your questions and to display their new products and guides from Alaska to South America. And we're talking dozens of fully rigged boats ready to go with great deals on them right there on display and hundreds of kayaks also. And there'll be clinics by expert fishermen covering salt and fresh water. And don't forget about Saturday and Sunday, the special kids clinic. Uh, that's every Saturday and Sunday afternoon and uh, they'll have giveaways for the kids. They'll go home with some cool stuff. So if you, just love to fish or you want to learn more about fishing don't miss the 49th annual houston fishing show check it out at houstonfishingshow.com go into the chapel and we're gonna get married go into the chapel and we're gonna get married we really love you and we're 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On this Friday morning, it's 519 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run down to Texas City and check in with our good friend, Mr. Dave Fremont, Boyd's One Stop. Texas City Dave, my man. What's up, buddy? Good morning, Captain Mitchell. Good morning. Man, it's windy out here. Yeah, I saw that wind came up since the 4 o'clock hour to now. I was just wondering if that monitor was messed up at Eagle Point. <laughs> I guess it's not. It's uh, it's it's flat windy. I really didn't even notice it that much. Uh, I got here a little early this morning and, and rode on out to the end and uh, just made my way back here about 15 or 20 minutes ago, and I didn't really pick up on it until I got back down to the store and and back here behind the crawfish warehouse, that it's really, really, really windy. It's coming up. And then I awesome. took a look at the bait, bait flags, and they pretty much stretched out about twice as long as they normally are. So got a little we got it. In them. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, they starch. Yeah. There you so, go. Uh, how you doing this morning? You making it? Man, I could be better, brother. Thanks for asking. I appreciate right. it. How are you? Yeah. Uh, same here, man. Appreciate it. You We're sound, doing it. We're sound nice and chipper. Got enough blood pressure for two grown men, man. I'm I'm in good shape. <laughs> Keep that blood flowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's as it is. Uh, slow as far as fishing reports go. It's just uh, you're not going to get right. too much uh, with the way the weather's been treating us here lately. But it's. Uh, it's going to line out and get better. I was talking to uh, Alberto, the fellow that been with us a good while. It works in the back and takes care of all the all of the live all live bait, shrimp, and the mullet, and all that good stuff, and does a fine job back there. He he and uh, Martin Martin Diaz we had for a long, long time. He, yeah, Martin was the a, one that passed away, right? Yeah, yeah he was yeah, a great guy. I remember too. him. He'd been around forever. Yeah. But I was talking to uh, Alberto, and uh, he was saying that we just—it's uh, been a ver- been very slow all the way around, and it has. Fishing's been fishing's been slow. We haven't had near as many near as many customers and fishermen. Yeah, there's just through, not but, a lot of people fishing right now for whatever yeah. reason. They're just not going. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of cool uh, when I stepped out this morning, but I, I look just now at 65 degrees right here on the coast. But uh, that wind. Uh, coming off that water kind of makes you think different it feels like it's a little cooler than that quite yeah, a bit that wind across that bale it'll, it'll chill you down man if it's got any kind of an east kick to it, it it seems to really double down and really get really get chilly but uh not a whole lot going on we're right at the cusp of uh the drum run the black drum ought to be doing their thing in fact i did i did see a couple of pictures some people sent in some pictures uh in our little fishing group on facebook and and uh they landed a couple of big uglies uh here off the dike uh, yeah but it won't be long and they'll start there'll be a whole lot more reports of that but i think we're fixing to roll into the crab trap uh cleanup uh, this next next week, I think it starts on the fifteenth, sixteenth uh, uh, through the twenty fifth this year. Yeah, and it'll uh, that'll kind of slow things down in terms of people being able to get crabs. You can you can still find them here and there, uh, frozen. And then uh, I don't think uh, Louisiana uh, runs theirs the same the same two weeks or ten days that that we do. So uh, 
might be able to import some from over there, but a lot of people like to use live crab. Actually, they're dead when they put them on the hook, but they'll uh, most of them will split that shell off, cut them in half, and get two baits, or at least two. Sometimes if they're a big crab, they can get four baits out of it. Yeah, but uh, with price of price of crab, it's uh, you want to get as much out of them as you can. Uh, when I fish drum uh, a lot, I use the claws. I take uh, my pocket knife and whittle out a, uh, two holes in the claw and run that hook through it. And that claw would sit out there in the water until it grew another crab or a, or a fish ate it. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that crab's a good bait, and it'll it'll stay on a while. But uh, it's a good bait. I, I used to know some uh, trout line fishermen, and they used those back two flippers. Uh, exclusively. Back, you know, back I heard that back in the old days where they'd take the two back legs, those flipper legs, off of crabs mm-hmm. and put them on a hook, and they were just deadly. They did. I, I would, I'd come up on them. They would launch over at uh, Dollar Point Marina back here off of Skyline, and uh, I'd go out there and talk to him. One of the fellows' last name was Cormier. He was from over around, I think he was from over around your neck of the woods, Mickey, over there around Goose Creek or Baytown. Yeah, or I went. I went to school with some Cormiers. Yeah, and he, uh, I think his name. Or if you're, you're from Louisiana, they call it Comier or something like that. Oh yeah. man, they they add three or four. They'll add three or four syllables to a one syllable <laughs> yeah, word. They, they, yeah, they will. <laughs> it sounds so French. Um, but they, uh, but he he would use those, and then when. When he couldn't get the crab flippers, he would use cork. He'd use wine corks. Uh, yes. And it's, it's craziest thing. Crazy. Well, look and at I'd, that uh, that wooden dowel rod they use now for drum lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's anything to make a – well, you know, we as much as we like to fish with lures, that's exactly what they're doing. They're using that, and it's just flipping around and floating around in the water and uh, – well, you know, and, and, a, and I had old timers tell me back in the day they, you, you know, remember they used to use the uh, like survey tape plastic, but they outlawed that, and they were using oleander leaves and doing just as good. Well, I never heard that. How about oleander that? leaves? Yep, up yep. my way in Trinity Bay, a lot of those trot liners back in back in the old days, they used oleander leaves on them. They'd, you know, they'd stick the hook through them. They stayed, you know, they stayed on good. They were tough, and they would just yeah. wiggle. You know, kind of like a spoon, and the wind and the current and the water, and they'd catch the heck oh. out of redfish and drum on them. Oh, we never, I never used those, never used oleander leaves for anything. I tried to feed them to my little brother, but he wouldn't eat them. Yeah, they're kind of but poisonous. He, uh, that's a good way to get. <laughs> it's a good good way to get rid of a hunting dog if you got a blind that's brushed up with oleander and they eat a bunch of yeah. oleander leaves. That'll that'll do them in every time. Yeah, they look an awful lot lot like a bay leaf, which you do use in cooking an awful lot, but a bay leaf seems to be a little wider. But, That's but what when I they're put green, my gumbo Super Bowl Sundays put some oleander oh. leaves in there <laughs> instead of bay leaves. <laughs> or, get, or, or if you're wanting not to share too much, just make a special little bowl uh, with oleanders for <laughs> there you go. For somebody I don't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, we're going to get in trouble talking like that. Ah, it's um, all in fun. Everybody knows we're <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's going to be all right. We're going to start uh, seeing more and more fish being caught, uh, like you, you were talking a while ago. You know, that surprised me when Brian said that he had never used a corky. Uh, 
that 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 young feller's probably caught more trout than I've ever thought about catching, and I'm a whole lot older than he is. I mean, he's out there humping and getting it every day, seems like. But uh, if I heard him right, I think he said he's yet to use one. You were you were going to maybe ship him. Yeah, I'll couple. swap him out. I'll send him some corkies from some of them PT7s. And uh, <laughs> I, lo- I love all that horse trading with lures and stuff. I do oh, that all yeah. the time. Yeah. With my buddies. Well, we're... We're real, we're real uh, uh, hip on those corkies, you know. It's just not only for the fact that Paul Brown was the creator of that crazy lure, and and from our that was area, the best thing about it, man, you couldn't ask for a nicer guy, man. And he's just he yeah. came up with the he he had a grand slam with those. Unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm within just sight distance of where and he, he had some right unbelievable right soft plastics too. They were just incredible. Oh yeah. I used, I used all love, his products, man. I caught millions of fish on them. I love going to his shop in his house over there. Off well, of, yeah, you uh, better uh, better take you a big old tall cup of coffee when you go because you're going to be a while. That, I used to love those <laughs> conversations. That was the most fun part about going to Paul Brown's. Man, and Mrs. Brown was so sweet. Such oh, they were. Lady. They were such sweet people. She was an they artist. still she are. Could, she could paint those tips. Yeah. Yeah, they've been blessed with some years after uh, – they got some After, longevity. Yeah, yeah. They got a good place over there in, in, in Louisiana, and they're, they're enjoying it. I mean, yeah. uh, Calcasieu. Yeah, nice. Well, I tell you, I always like fishing those uh, corkies. I, I got turned on to them from a, a trout fishing, wade fishing buddy of mine uh, uh, many years ago. Well, when they first came out. And, it, and when I first put it on, I just said, I ain't fishing with this piece of junk. I mean, that. But when that trout did like you say they'll do, and he inhaled that that uh, that green, that original corky. Oh, and he, they slam them. I mean, just like they were angry, like you'd have thought it was either a croaker or something like that. It's probably what they think it is, but they, uh, well, you just got to live it. You just have to live that. You have to yeah. get out there. Someone has to get out there this spring and get out there and wait out there and take that lure and forget about, all you ever learned about uh, retrieving and throw it out there and do your own thing with it. Do your <laughs> own thing. I mean, everybody has their own style and technique and presentation and all that. Yeah. You know, the first corky I ever got was uh, I run into Pete Tanner. We were wade fishing over in East Bay on that south side over there. He was down from me, and I saw it was him, so I, I waded off down there just to visit with him. And, uh, he was throwing a throwing a corky, you know, and that's when they were testing them. And for Paul Brown, him and Paul and all of them, they were trying to figure out how to catch fish on them, and which didn't take long. <laughs> but yeah. he gave me my first one. Pete gave me a strawberry one, and uh, I caught a seven and a half pound trout on that fish that day, right down the shoreline. I waded back towards my party and uh, threw it out as far as I could, and just started slow rolling it back and twitching it, and boom, bingo, unreal. Unreal. And my, my first experience to him was in the dead of winter. In fact, um, the, the, a good friend of mine that turned me on to him, Bill Riper, he stopped me. I was riding by his house one morning to see if he had come in from fishing, and he caught me out there pretty close to the street. He said, man, I want to show you something. You ain't going to believe this. And he had had a mess. He had a mess of trout. And he said, this is crazy lure here. It's called a corky, man. He says, Paul Brown, uh, <laughs> makes these things and he he showed me the one he's fishing with and it looked like he had put a grinder on it and you know it had 
teeth marks and it had been yeah, it looked like on, a, you know, uh, they get so many teeth marks in them they just look like a sugar coating on them you know yeah all roughed up i love that and the more you catch on them the better they get he said you got to get you some of these and he said i'd give you one but i'm not going to give you one he said that's just right one <laughs> but uh man we can talk about those things till the cows come home i just love that it's just something i know that, uh, uh, that's a special lure. And that drive that was that. a while back in the day, and uh, it doesn't seem that long ago. Seems like yesteryear. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a fine lure. But anyway, let's see what we got going on. I went through. Yeah, what's uh, going Boyd's. on at Boyd's? Y'all got a shrimp yeah. special or something? We do. We got a shrimp special. It's going to be a one dayer. It's going to be tomorrow. And if you're going to get in on it, uh, if you if you're going to be a walk in customer, and we just love walk in customers, or any way you want to make it in the store. But in Texas City, I think you don't have to have reservations, and unless we get low and run out, we already ran out of one size. I think those, I think those thirteen fifteens uh, already got reserved up and out, but we still got Man. a couple of other sizes. Some of those big U tens, and we got some of the nine twelves, and but. Uh, if you're going to want to pick them up in Santa Fe, you're going to need to get online at boysonestop.com and make your order so we'll have them for you or you won't be disappointed when you drive in from Timbuktu to get them. Right. Uh, so we'll we'll fix you up. But anyway, it's only going to be a one-hour deal for pickup in Santa Fe tomorrow. But uh, in Texas City, uh, it's uh, be a little bit more lenient on being able to, to pick up your shrimp. Uh, <clears throat> man, I hate to even go into the crawfish deal because of the fact it's been so volatile. And what I mean by volatile, we're like the, we're like the discount tire people. People's wanting to throw uh, sacks of crawfish through the window. You know, they're just so expensive. <laughs> that old woman throwing through that tire through the window, that was one of the best commercials. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, I think it was an old woman that threw the tire. Yeah, it was an old lady. She just rolled that tire up there and picked it up and threw rim and tire and all right through the window. <laughs> I've seen I met her here a couple of times mad at us about crawfish. Um but they um it's it's really expensive and we don't have a lot but I can't believe we still with what we've have we're still managed to sell out because people that want them uh they get them. But uh we were very light in supply on them this weekend uh well I I'll, I'll just speak day to day for today. We do have some. But right. it's, uh, they're very expensive. But uh, man, the shrimp is the way to go in my book uh, for uh, for for getting a real good seafood meal on the fishing front. Live shrimp, live mullet, uh, dead, just about everything, uh, and uh, just a whole big mess of tackle. And so, come on out. I don't think we'll have too many boats this morning. We might have one of them towboat USA boats out here to try to help somebody if they do venture out. It's windy. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But uh, well, other than that, things pretty good. Cajun Grill's got uh, good food. Yeah, they've got. Yeah, they'll they be do. cooking some. They'll be cooking some crawfish. You can come on down. Some people say all I want is one. Just give me one crawfish. No, How much you, is one? Those are like <laughs> potato chips. You can't eat just one, buddy. You get started on them, it's over. You better pull your pocketbook out and get on with it. <laughs> get after it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean to tell you. All right, buddy. Well, hey, man, throw them out a number down there, and somebody wants to come down to Boyd's or make some reservations, get in on that shrimp special tomorrow. How, the, how do they do it, man? 
Well, that that four zero nine nine four five four aught aught one is uh, is a good number to get you started, and then uh, put your ear to the phone a little close, and they'll Derek makes those messages, and he'll tell you what button to push for to go where. I think it's five for reservations. I think you hit one to get to the main the main store. Uh, and from there, they'll fill you in on just about everything you need to know. We're sitting over here at two two seven Dyke Road, and uh, we're going to have a, we're going to have a good time no matter what, even if it kills us. Mickey, you it's a it. pleasure pleasure to talk to you. You're a fine young feller. Same to you, brother. Well, Dave, you have a good Super Bowl weekend, and uh, we'll check in next week and see if you survived. <laughs> hey, who you rooting for? Who you pulling for? Man, I. I I like both teams, and I'm just not. I don't know. It's a pick 'em deal for me if I was betting on it, but it. Uh, I don't know. You know you're I don't a have Swifty, a, and you I'm in the same Kansas City. Do what? Yeah. What'd you say, Jake? You know you're a Swifty, and you want Kansas City. Oh yeah, I'm a Swifty. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm Swifty. I ain't Swifty. <laughs> I'm surprised Jake hadn't been playing Taylor Swift music for bump music this week. <laughs> well, I'm, right, just surpri- I'm surprised that Jake's awake. Man, oh, Jake is awake, man. Everybody's loving all the new bump music he's throwing at us, man. We're, I'm loving it, too. That's all a right, good one. brother. I like that. Hey, y'all, y'all keep it real over there. All right. Thank you now. All right. See you, Dave. All right. All right. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It's 541 here in the Bayou City. Let's go spend about 10 or 12 minutes with Captain Steve Hillman now. Wrap this puppy up. Hillman, what's up? Not a lot. Trying to make sense of it all. (laughs) Hey, good luck with that. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Man, I swear it was supposed to be south 5 to 10 this morning. Nope. Discussing 21 knots right now. Yeah, it's getting what it, man. What the world is up with that? Up and at them. Golly, finally get a trip. And uh, <laughs> this week, I've, I've been tied up with stuff all week long. Had a couple decent wind days in there. And, of course, had stuff to take care of for people. And and uh, and then finally get a trip, and it, it's doing this. I'm hoping it comes down at daylight. Everything I look at says it's supposed to fish weather and all the other hourlies and stuff show it coming down around seven or eight. Well, I hope Man, they're it's right. Crazy. You fish today? <clears throat> yeah, I'm supposed oh, to. Got Craig Brandsetter and his son, Ben, good longtime customer. Yeah, they fish a lot with you. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man, the areas I'm fishing Back when it was salty everywhere, the wind didn't bother me all that much. When it was salty right. and the water was real cold, water held up. But now that we've got some extra fresh water in the system, it's uh, it starts mixing up. You know, when you get that that yeah. high wind, it doesn't doesn't layer out and separate, so it makes it can make it tough water clarity wise and everything else. But uh, until there's a couple of 
kind of protected areas. I've been catching some fish, but a couple of the monkey see monkey doers kind of got me the last couple of weeks. So you got to get there real early now. It's not as usual when it blows like this. There's just not a lot to go around. You know, everybody kind of piles up in the same deal. And I am starting to see more boats the last couple of weeks. I guess with the weather warming up and everything, everybody's kind of getting the itch, you know. Right. But, uh, but now, man, it's just, it's been, uh, been slow for me up until this week. I was running three or four trips a week. And, and like I said, this, this earlier this week, I just had stuff to do and, uh, I've got a trip tomorrow too, but I guess it, man, on paper, it looks pretty good, but, uh, my guys will weigh tomorrow. So that gives me some more options, but I don't know. One forecast said 80% chance of rain tomorrow. One said 50, one said 30 so i don't know what to believe coin what flipper. are you seeing for tomorrow what are you seeing I'm for tomorrow showing the 50 forecast? for the galveston area 50 yeah. percent and mostly afternoon showers and thunder okay yeah we should be fine then we're supposed to go to matagorda so i don't know what it, it's i think the forecast is actually a little bit oh, better it's, for down it's there. uh 99.9 percent in matagorda with uh winds to 80 and uh 15 inches <laughs> rain no. Perfect. <laughs> hey, if you take a trip down there, that's what you'll get. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, man. I've got this one guy. That, well, that's that, when you that, know you're in a slump when the black cloud follows you everywhere, man. I, oh, I've I've got this one guy that fished. <laughs> he's been fishing me a long time, and he he will not go to Matagorda with me anymore. He refuses to because <laughs> he goes I bad mean, on you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had this is like I guess probably two years ago. We had two or three days in a row where it was just lights out, man. We're drifting out in the middle. We're, we're catching, honest to God, we're catching 80 to 120 legal trout per morning, like before noon, and good ones mixed in. And I had Frank Mistretta the next day, and uh, him and some of his customers, and the forecast was supposed to be like northeast at 5. And we get down there, and we get our make our little run out to the first stop, and we catch a couple, and it's beautiful. By the third drift, it was blowing like 20 out of the east-northeast, and that entire bay turned into a Hershey bar. And he's had so many trips like that down there with me, he will absolutely will not go to Matagorda with me anymore. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what the forecast says. It's, it's going to blow, and it's going to blow out of a bad direction. And, man, when it blows out of the northeast or southwest down there, southwest isn't as bad as it used to be because where these, these fish kind of live down there now, seems right. like, but northeast it just destroys that bay man yeah other than a couple little pockets you can wade but used to man in uh, northeast we'd you know would love that because we'd go down to the other end and it was just as good down there as the southwest exactly end. but that man that east end just doesn't uh it seems it like ever since, like it used to man it, it doesn't and in 2018 2019 it, it it was pretty darn good and of course they got that and i truly believe this they got that pretty good shot in the arm from our fish from our floods from 2017 but they already had some good fish right but uh, but that east end despite the fact that we had lost a bunch of grass down there that east end was still holding its own but since that freeze in february 2021 mm -hmm. it's just been it's been different everything and i'm sure charlie could tell you i'm sure yeah i'm sure tommy and charlie could tell you the same thing everything's kind of shifted more on the west end uh not that you can't catch some on the east end because you certainly can but nothing like you used to in the times of year you used to and right. uh 
I think going it's going back to the habitat thing. You know, the bulk of the of the oysters are on that west end, and mm-hmm. and we don't have any grass down there anymore. So those those fish are going to gravitate to the habitat. You know, and it's the same deal here. You know, every time uh, a patch of fish pops up, of course we're not in that time of year yet, but come May June when when the fish start getting on the reefs pretty good. You're going to have a patch of fish on, on one little section of live shell. You're going to have another patch of fish, maybe tide runners that came in on another little corner of a reef. And and uh, they're just, because the habitat's not everywhere, the fish aren't everywhere. Just, just the way it is, you know. But, uh, but no, man, I'm hoping this wind comes down where we can get out there and make a day of it. Golly, this, this, this winter, this last, uh, this last couple of months, it'll it'll uh, test your fortitude a little bit if you're if you're a so-called right. fishing guide <laughs> i know people are begging for trips right now uh, yeah it's uh it's pretty slow yeah thing Open is miles. man it's, it's one of the easiest times of the year when it's calm you know last week ran three trips and we did good all three trips you know there's, there's one day we caught 20 legal trout and i think 39 well 39 trout total and 20 legal trout before 10 30 could have leaned on them and caught more and didn't you know in a couple of different spots went red fishing and flounder fishing and i mean that's good fishing man but it, it's just it's hard to convince people of that when, when it's february you know now mm-hmm. back when we had some, back when we had some really good quality fish we had kind of i had i had kind of a different clientele that would jump out there and we'd wade and we'd stick some good fish, but, but we, uh, you know, now when we catch a four, four and a half pounder, we're taking a picture of it. And used to, we just kind of hold that up and say, Hey, look at this one. This is a nice trout. And somebody caught a six, six and a half. You might take a picture of that one. And we just, <laughs> we're not seeing a lot of that these days. And, and so a lot of those guys that, that like that kind of fishing, uh, here in Galveston Bay, at least with me, they don't, uh, they don't book as, as often in the winter as they used to because they know what the score is now and you know and i'm sure it'll it'll come back around but but as of right now you, you just can't go jump out there and have a shot at a you know every day at a six or a seven pounder like you could back then you know right i know my biggest trout ever out of west galveston bay was was from uh, february 2007 caught one just under 30 february inches February in march man those were the two yeah. months and them coves over there catch you yeah. a march monster yeah, this was on, actually on the North Shoreline, but uh, and we caught. Uh, I still remember who I had. I had Eric Dale and Nathan Boone with me, and I walked in this one little gut, and I sent them one way, and I went another. And I'd been fishing this stretch quite a bit because it used to be super, super good, and and uh, we've been catching some nice fish in there, but nothing huge. And and man, it was one of those deals where you could smell the fish, you couldn't see them, you couldn't see the slicks, and you could just kind of smell them and, and there was a little turns diving little lyre birds diving in this one little washout and uh on little microscopic minnows shad who knows uh, matter of fact we saw some the other day that kind of follow your lure into the boat i don't know what these things are but but right. they're diving on these little microscopic stuff and and uh, i could smell the trout and, and i walked towards that gut and i was throwing that uh man i think it's a we always get it backwards i do think it's a 19 it, it is a 19 it's a catch 2000 it's a greenback yellow side yellow belly 
Yeah, Canada. gold side yellow bellies are 19, and the That's silver 19. side white bellies are 18. It's 18, yeah. You got and it right. So, so uh-huh. anyway, I was th- I was throwing that 19, and and uh, I missed one and and chunked it back in there. And I remember that that algae was really bad, and uh, that gets yeah, that slimy stuff that pop loose. up. Yeah, yeah. And I got most of it off my hook, and I slung it back out there and got a big thump, and it was that big trout. And uh, I waved those guys over, and we sat there and we caught over 30 big trout. We had four or five fish under four pounds the rest of them were five to seven yeah and i remember nathan asked me he said man are we going to get to keep anything today and i <laughs> i said not if they look like this and <laughs> and uh we actually left those fish they faded and both of those guys each caught their personal best and we left those fish and we went to where some numbers were and we call like 50 eaters that was in february in west bay 2007 i had a guy on new year's was, uh New Year's Day one time down by Cal Bio catch a uh, a nine two on a uh, bone bone uh, jumping minnow. Wow! God, and I boy, that was the worst I ever felt in my life because I I didn't even go to bed that night. Stayed up all <laughs> night and went and fished all day long. And he caught that fish. Man. And when he caught that, he said, "Let's go." He took it to taxidermy a- man. Mm-mm-mm. that's a fish of a lifetime there oh yeah all right buddy well i'm out of time already if somebody wants to call you and uh, go fishing a 20 mile an hour wind i know <laughs> you can put them on them how do they get a hold of you hillman <laughs> all right man 409-256-7937 who's gonna win the super bowl oh man i mean I, it's got to be the chiefs it's got to okay. be you going they just your... always find a way to they always find a way to pull it out yeah, the refs do for sure. No, it doesn't just, hurt. Does I'm it? not gonna go it there. Right. No, you're right. It doesn't hurt. That's it. Yeah. Hey, promo Swifties. They All get right. some of the, they, get, they get a lot of those Tom Brady calls. Yes, got they you, really, man. They really do. But all right, all right, brother. We have a good day fishing, Steve. See you, man. All right, thanks, Mickey. All right, later, buddy. All right, that's Captain Steve Hillman, and it's time for. The show to be over. I can't believe it that fast already. We'll we'll be back in the morning bright and early at 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.